What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your boy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up. And today's brought, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash SXSNDLS. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And if y'all live, y'all see what it is. I got a special guest with me, my brother from another. Amen. He's back for the first time. He's back <laughs> like he never left. He's back like a chiropractor off a of vacation. It's my guy, Terrence Boog Hayes. Yes, Say what's sir. up to the people, bro. Hey, people. How y'all doing? I am blessed and honored to be here and excited about getting it in today. Word, word. Whatever. I'm, I'm glad here. you're here. What you want to talk about? Man, we're we going to talk about a lot. Okay, let's We're going to talk about a lot. This is comrade conversation. Comrade conversation so I can get beefy. I can yeah. say what I feel. Oh, you, you can get real spicy okay, out here, Okay, well, let's bro. get it in. Yeah. This is about black men expressing themselves. Right. Talking about real things that affect us all. Solid. Real things. Real things. Yeah. We don't so, have to be politically correct. No, so this is... So let me give you a little intro okay. to the podcast. Okay. This is all about unapologetic expression. Mm-hmm. Right. Politically correct, that, that's not even, right. that's nowhere near in our vocabulary. We don't have to do that. None of that. So it doesn't a, exist. So as a black person, I can say, one, that Trump is racist, but okay. I also say I like his economic policies. You can say whatever you want. I can say I like his economic policies. You can say whatever you as want. As a black person in America. It don't matter what your skin color is. All right, let's get it in, then. Let's go. Let's go. So... Our brother, Paul Henry Grice III, right. was supposed to be here. And he not. He couldn't be here. Right. Now, I don't know if he's on the live or what. He's supposed to be. Uh, What's up, fellas? Ron, Ron, I see you. Alex, I see you. What's going on, brother? Um, But yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with Paul. Well, he should be here. This is supposed to be the Thrice Amigos, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Getting he, it in. He needs to be on the, um, on the Facebook Live with us. But. Right, because he's a funny guy out of us. Right? He is. He hella funny. He he the life of the party. Right. Yeah. He's he's a character. <laughs> so he is. But you know, I love my brother, man. Um, I wish he was here with us today, but he ain't. But next time, right? Next week. So he say next right, week. You know, okay. No, he he gonna be here next week. He gonna week. be here. Yeah, we gonna. So make what, sure what's gonna happen if he ain't here? I'm gonna let you put hands on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna let he, you catch that. He didn't got into enough fights lately. But that's enough. We'll talk about that next week. Man, he ain't fought nobody. Man, he's over here fighting in the spirit. It's a spiritual battle. That's going on, all right, and that's that's what's happening right now. For everybody, he, um, this brother's lying. Okay? Man, look, look, uh, look. But, that's that, but that's whatever. The part. That's but that, we'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about that. Another right, but time. listen. But this is the thing. Hmm. This is the thing. Yeah. Right, wrong, or indifferent. We have to get out of this mentality that there is not appropriate times that that type of um, physicality is necessary. That's another thing we struggle with. Is we feel like that there's never a time where I can't get physical. So even in circumstances where our family might be at risk, we hesitate because we've been taught then about the fact that, okay, brothers is being killed in Florida, right? Right. In stand your ground states. Yeah. What I'm talking about is, is we're endangering them states, not just because as black men we're endangering America, mm-hmm. but because... You're fighting people, physically fighting, in a state that says if somebody physically fights you, mm, you can kill you, them. You're setting yourself up. Right. Yeah. Because you're not respecting the laws that's real in your land. Yeah. Right. We're yeah. in Measure 11 state in Oregon, right? That's still a oh, thing. It's real. 
If oh. Measure 11 is the realest thing. I but thought they, ask, they did something about that. Find a young gang member and ask him well, how much know. time he get for shooting. Right. He won't be able to tell you. Right. And I'm going to tell him they're going to wash you up mm. because Measure 11 allows it. Day for day, no parole board, none of that. Mm. That's all Denny Smith you and everything. So that yeah. type of stuff we're going to attack, right? That type right. of stuff, family, black people, black man, it's real. Yeah. No, Measure 11 is still there. It's still there. Because back when I was coming up, I believe, what I, what I thought it was, it was like, Mandatory minimum. It is. For any offense, right? No. Any, like, misdemeanor or something? No. Mandatory minimums for pretty much most violent offenses. I thought most it was even, like, offenses. drug... No, that's you get more to your Denny Smith conversations, right? Okay. Where they use this particular law to give you mandatory minimums. But mm -hmm. Measure 11, they pretty much put that together for, like... Um, violent crime, sex offenders, and stuff like that. Okay. Kind of horrendous, right? Shootings, attacks, sexual offenders, and stuff like that. So word, word. that's kind of a different thing. That's a monster, though, man. Black mm. people is getting drowned, man. We got so many young black men in this system, right? Especially mm -hmm. in Portland, because people don't even understand pimping and pandering. You signing up for football numbers. Mm. So and this is a pimping state, right? City, mm -hmm. right? Portland. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you ask these young brothers, they won't even be able to tell you how much time they're facing if they get caught for promoting prostitution, mm. living off the wealth of a prostitute. Yeah. They're giving them football numbers. Mm. Not even thinking twice about it. Wow. That's crazy, bro. Well, we might we might circle back to that. We ain't even got to. Let's get where we going. Well, let's, let's, let's get to it then. That's just me let's talking. Let's get to it. All right. So, man, I wish Paul was here, but it's all good, man. I um, do too, but that's a good brother. But I'm going to tell you something about Paul. All my jokes and shenanigans aside, he really brings a lightness <clears throat> we was at McLaren a couple weeks ago, yeah. and that brother brings a lightness to the table, um, to where when it's tense situations, he 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 bonds with people real fast because mm -hmm. his ego and his pride don't ever stop him from loving on people. That's real. That brother loves on people, man. That's and real. so yeah, it's, we it's miss him because we know he always gonna bring that to two more serious people, right? He gonna bring <laughs> more of that brotherly love, and we might want to smash down on a young exactly. brother. He gonna hug him and kiss him and tell him he love you. So he exactly. expresses it in a way that's necessary for our young man. Yeah, so I really real. appreciate him, and I miss him today too. Paul, we love you, man. We love you, baby. <laughs> you gotta come back. We man. miss you, baby. But uh, so yeah, man. Let's uh, let's get into it. Okay. Um. First things first, man, as as black men mm -hmm. living in Portland, mm -hmm. we both married. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? No question. And so, wait, I'm sorry. This is this is moving too fast. Okay, slow Tell down. the people who you are. Okay. Where you from. Okay. And what you about. Tell me about me. Okay, yeah, so yeah, my yeah. name is Terrence Hayes. My wife is Sonoba Hayes. We got a gang of kids. Just <laughs> had a new one. We are a beautiful blended family. Um, I'm originally from Chicago. I came to Portland in high school, so this is my home now. Word. I think Portland is a beautiful place. Um, end up catching a attempted murder at 19 or 20, something like that. End up doing 14 years. Got home a couple years ago after 14 years. Got home with an electrical license. Has used that license to start an electrical company. Um, and I'm and I'm I'm blessed. You know, mm. I'm doing okay. Word. You know what I'm saying? I mean, two years home. I'm not in a bad financial situation. Learning mm -hmm. how to do better with my money, mm -hmm. but definitely not having problems getting it. Word. That's so you came home me. entrepreneur. I came home and got real. Yeah. See. Listen. So tell me, tell me how much of a challenge that was coming back, starting listen, your own business, fresh out of, out of listen, doing fourteen years. Listen, challenge is relative, right? Mm. Who's going to not have a challenge? When we be like, oh, that brother came home, he got it together. How hard was it? But any man who's starting a business, 
bootstrapping it, right? Ground mm-hmm. up himself. Mm-hmm. They, I'm not going to face any different challenges than they are outside of the fact that as an African-American man, I come with certain challenges, right? Word. But I know white man, Mexican man who, who bootstrapped their companies and had to grind mm-hmm. two jobs like I got to work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hard days, 16-hour days, <clears throat> um, arguing and, and beefing with the wife because she wants you home. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you got a vision for a great business, right? Mm-hmm. So, so challenges... It's relative, right? Because um, I can make my challenge a big deal. I can say, oh, as a young black man, felling, I, they, no one gave me a chance. That's mm-hmm. not true, though. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I was working three days. When I got home, within three days, I was working. I was making $20 an hour using my electrical license that was worth at least 35 37 an hour. Mm. But I was taking a cut because I wanted to work. Yeah. So for me, I could have let my ego got involved. Now you're going to give me 37 no, you gave me a job. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, work for this guy downtown, own these clubs, work for him for a while, doing the maintenance, upgrading this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and over time, I just decided I didn't want to work for nobody. Yeah. And so, when I decided that, I had to convince the wife that the whole process of my, <laughs> me not working for nobody was worth it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We were making decent money relative to what most black families is making. You know, I was making all right money. Right. Um, in a situation where most black families ain't seeing barely seeing that combined. Right. And yeah. so, you know, within a little while of that, um, I signed on with a few other companies as I was building my company up and my wages increased um, drastically fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and then as my company grew by word of mouth, some good people continued to give me a chance. Um, but it was a struggle, though. You know, you you signing up for a lot of hours when you choose entrepreneurship and your family is signing up for that. And so for me, <clears throat> I think the hardest part is I was working a job that was demanding 12 hours a day, mm. five, six days a week. I didn't see my family. Yeah. You know, and I just decided that wasn't worth it for me. Mm. So I, I stayed down, kept building up the company, and now it's doing relatively well. So, mm. again, relatively, right? It right. could be doing better. It could be doing worse, yeah. depending on how I interpret the finances. But it's doing fine. And But I continue to strive and work a job to continue to build my company. I have employees, right? They make a good wage, but it don't change the fact that I have to continue to work. Mm-hmm. Because when I can't, when when a when a net thirty day don't come, when it don't come on time, I still have to pay them. Mm. And I still have to pay bills, right? I still have to do these things. So mm. it's been a challenge, but I don't want. <clears throat> it's too easy to to talk so hard about my challenges and then brothers <clears throat> be feeling like they can't do it. Yeah. Right. Oh man, it was hard, man. And so when they get up and they decide they don't want to work for nobody, right? They don't want to be a slave to the economic system. Mm-hmm. They decide that for themselves. Then they they hear me talk about how hard it was, and the moment they run into something, they like, oh man, if he, if he, if he didn't do the, if he barely made it, now when I'm saying it's gonna be hard, but it, it's no harder. It ain't, ain't nothing gonna fall on you that didn't fall on every entrepreneur before you. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really about your spirit towards the process and mentorship. <clears throat> I just so happen to have some uh, uh, some good brothers that during my hard times didn't bail me out. But they gave me the information necessary to keep pressing on. Mm-hmm. I got in times financially that I felt like the guys that I have relationships with that have long money should have bailed me out. And they didn't. 
And I'm grateful that they didn't because it taught me nobody, you know, Abraham boasted in the fact that, you know, Lord forbid anybody would boast about his success, but the most high. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I can literally say that can't nobody say they gave me nothing in the building of my company. But God, that's real. You know, any person close to that that ain't divine is my wife. Mm -hmm. You know, she could say she walked me through a lot of shenanigans to find a a decent level of success. So, you know, it's going to be a challenge. But brother, we were built for challenge man 400 Mm. years we didn't have value Mm. and now everything a black person say out of their mouth move politics you know what i'm saying Mm. so that that's relative man the challenge is real but it's gonna be for everybody so tell me tell the people tell Mm -hmm. me and the people what it's like you know how uh in our in our culture right now everybody want to be a boss right everybody right, talk right. about being a boss right and that's just like just a word to throw out there. right 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 what is it like to not get paid on time but you got to pay up like you you were really a mm-hmm. boss you really have employees i do are you are you on, are you on instagram talking about i'm a boss when you no. gotta pay people and you ain't got paid no 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 no, no. see <laughs> that's a, that's the thing like i don't have nba and rapper money right i mean right. i can't put a lot of energy into being on the internet taking pictures and drawing attention to myself because it's not beneficial right Word. and the people that i'm working for and i have contracts and agreements with that's not they lane right yeah. and so if i'm going to continue to do business with them i have to respect how they do business right i always yeah. tell people you can't hate white people and want white money Mm. enjoy that ride you can have issue with white culture and society but if you hate white people you'll never build the relationships to tap into their finances you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so um being a boss for me is is a great privilege man um but it's so burdensome i have to make sure they get paid Mm -hmm. so if i have a contract and my guys work a week right and they get all this money for working if i don't if I don't pay them, I'm in trouble, right? They have to still be paid, right? I have all type of extreme expenses that's connected um, to my company, right? You're paying your liability insurance, right? The government won't theirs, right? Just in case something happened to somebody's property, well, the insurance people, um, I'm paying workman's comp, right? Man. They won't theirs, just in case an employee is hurt. Right. Um, and then I have to bond my company. I have to pay the insurance on my bond. And so all those things are, are connected. But I, I, I really, you know, uh, Orlando Williams told me this, good brother. He said he is a steward to his employees he has a biblical obligation to ensure that they are well taken care of and in his example i do my best to see them as people who i must steward over and who've god given me a responsibility to um give them a good life through the company because they work and i will make a profit right i'm not Mm -hmm. a non-for-profit i want i want to sell like i'm not looking for the bottom line i am Mm -hmm. but if the money if the check don't get get sent to me i still have to pay for them so i have to work you know me there are some months me and my family um live you know super upper middle class right and Mm -hmm. there are sometimes we're living um, maybe I wouldn't say below poverty because I still have another job that keeps me in the lower middle class. But there's sometimes we're struggling mm-hmm. um, because I had to use a check or two to pay out until I got a check. So mm-hmm. it's a great gift to watch the faces and build up black men because I primarily have black employees to build them up, to encourage them um, to win in this particular trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a great burden to make sure that they can pay their rents. Yeah. Because they're trusting me to write that check every two weeks. Yeah. And that's 
That's what it is to be a boss, man. Like you got pressure yeah. on you. <clears throat> yeah, it's real. I mean, gotta, everybody, you, you everybody in charge of other people's life, basically, ain't you? Yeah. And then if you don't pay them, they can come get more than that. So mm-hmm. you know, but but I don't I don't even put a lot of energy into that because I just want to pay them, brother. I just right. want to make sure they good. It's hard, yeah. it's hard, but it's so beneficial, right? I check in when I want to check in. Mm-hmm. So let me give you the other side of that coin, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, people have a lot of nervousness about being late. I don't worry about that. You know what I mean? I'm my own boss. And mm-hmm. so even when I have agreements with people who I'm doing work for, um, they don't they don't check me in and check me out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And my employees don't check me in and check me out. That's I right. check myself in and check <laughs> myself out. So it's greatly beneficial that if my wife needs something or my family needs something, I can do that, bro. Yeah. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't checking in with nobody. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful that um, my life has a lot of freedoms, yeah. right? They say wealth is when you don't got to work and you're still making good money, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not wealthy because I'm still showing up, but my goal one day is to not even show up. Right. That's building a Put great that on company. autopilot. Believe that. I can Put just that sit at home. Let it go. You know, I can get to the gym. I can't get to the gym now because mm-hmm. I'm still a company man, right? right? My company. But I can get to the gym when I'm on autopilot. I mm-hmm. can do better by my physical, mental, and spiritual self. And I can minister to the people of God. So right. when that time comes, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm building up now so that when my when my ministry or when just my loving time with my wife, right? When it's just me and her and these babies is grown and gone, mm-hmm. you know, we can continue to grow. As husband and wife. So that's the other side of being a boss, man. I don't, I, I used to dread being late. Mm. I don't even consider it. It's not really my burden no more. Yeah. I get there. Feel I want to be on time because I want to be an example. Don't read me wrong. No, no. But I get there. You was on time today. Yeah, I was you was on early. Time. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. I appreciate you, my brother. My wife kept me on time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate that, bro. Mm-hmm. So let's let's hop into it. Bro. Let's go. Let's hop into it. So we're gonna talk about um, brother Paul. Is he? He not. He not. He on not there. even on there. He yet. not even on there. Okay. So Paul has suggested, mm-hmm. and I agree. Right. And we all came to a consensus. We're gonna talk right. about a very basic topic. What is it like being married? Uh huh. As a black man in America. I mean, is there? I thought we were talking about two a black women. Don't forget that part. Ain't mm, that part of it? Was that part of it? That was part of it. Okay, no, keep, keep I, me I can on my show toes. you the text. Keep I'll me on my toes. Okay. <laughs> right, so like? what is it like being married to a black woman? Mm-hmm. And let's say, let's put this caveat in there. Okay. A black woman in a predominantly white city. Because mm-hmm. Portland, I'm, I would say Portland, but like Portland is like any other city that's whatever. Because right. there is a stigma of being a minority and then a lot of brothers being with white girls. So what mm-hmm. is it like being married as a black man... <laughs> To a black woman right, in a right. predominantly now, white city. I, I get the context of your question now. Right. I love how you how you clarify. So you, I know where to go here. So this is the thing for me. Yeah. Um, I always tell people. I was asked a question in a in a kind of a tense situation. Mm. Do I want my? I was actually at the barbershop and we was having a question about. A, a black man who don't date black women, right? Okay. And it became a heated discussion. And part of, you know, when I finally chimed in, because I believe it is a great insult to black people when you become an amazing black man and don't feel like a black woman is worth sharing that with. Mm. This is not, for me, it's not a subject of whether or not you <clears throat> should date white women, but what's the reason you chose not to love, date, and ultimately marry a black woman? Mm. You know what I'm saying? You love your black mama. But 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 the black people that she come from and they come from wasn't good enough for you. Mm. So for me, 
I love that that I'm married to a black woman. I think that um, uniquely she has an insight on my person and my being, right? Mm -hmm. um, a, a white woman can love you and, and all the things that come with emotional connection and all that, Word. but she's not going to understand why nigga offends you, mm. right? She's not going to have, baby, it's just a word. No, mm. no, 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 no. See, a sister, right? A, a sister will never respond like that. She's more or less going to tell you to hit that white boy in the mouth. You going <laughs> to let him call you a nigga? You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, um, for me, it becomes, that becomes part of the subject, right? What does life look like for me, um, not married to a black woman? And I just couldn't imagine. And I just so happen to be lucky enough um, to have the type of black woman that really gets and understands the value of the black man's struggle, right? Wow. She doesn't have a um, hate black man. I, and she been through stuff. Don't misread me. But her love... For, for black men and, and what they, what we were meant to be is so great mm -hmm. that it supersedes her pain that she experienced from black men. Right. You understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And so for me, a, a white woman just couldn't walk me down the way my wife can walk me down, especially in a white culture, mm -hmm. right? A, a white, especially a white dominated city mm -hmm. where, you know, what, what does my white wife say to me when a police killed Quinas Hayes a couple years ago, my little cousin? How does she help me walk through the fact that that man had to have some issues with young black people to pull a trigger on a young black man on his knees with his hands up? So she's she might be inclined to say, well, you know, they thought he was involved in a crime, you know, because her experience is, is mm. that the police force does right does the by right people. Thing, yeah. That's her unique experience as a white woman in this country. Right. I can't judge her for that. Yeah. She is part of the privileged class. Right. Mm -hmm. And so her experience says that the police treat you fairly and kindly, right? Mm -hmm. The black experience doesn't say that. It says that more than likely, um, they're not going to treat you kindly. They're not going to treat you fairly. Um, and even if you walk away unscathed, you were scared mm -hmm. because experience have told you that there is a danger that exists with your encounter and a police, right? So if the police pull me over, my black wife knows to limit her conversation with them Let's get up out of here, mm -hmm. right? She understands that we're not going to be debating and fighting with police on Columbia at 3 o'clock in the morning. We're just not going to do no, that. No, it's not happening. We're going to say yes, sir. We're going to say no, sir. We're going to say we're not going to get into long dialogue, mm -hmm. right? We're not going to give you time to, to... I'm not coming out of my car just because you want to check. I'm going to say I haven't committed a crime, right? Mm -hmm. But if you insist, I'm going to come up out of the car. Word. Because I understand that if you were to shoot me... You would say you told me to get out, right? right? And, and so, you're not gonna be the cop is not gonna get prosecuted. No, no, no. We know that He's Portland not. has never, never even got a true a true bill on an officer for an unarmed shooting of anybody. Farewell, mm -hmm. a black person. Mm -hmm. And so for me, my experience in America says that my black wife can walk things down that a woman generally in another race can't really walk down because her mm -hmm. experience in America doesn't allow her to. Mm -hmm. So even in a culture like this, where a lot of brothers do date and marry white women, right? Um, I believe that, that they are, are they, 
And this, they kind of put limitations on maybe even the compassion that she can have for them if if she had to be part of him really enduring a um a black cultural circumstances, right? Mm. The 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 awkwardness he gets when police is around, the unsurety he gets because his experience says that they can murder him without consequence. Mm-hmm. But she can't understand that. She might try her best to empathize with it, right? Mm-hmm. She might try her best to say, I know they're wrong, but it's not really part of her experience. So we appreciate white people who march and fight with us, mm-hmm. but they march and fight because they understand it's wrong, not because they can personally say they experienced it the way we have. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I couldn't imagine a life um, one, without my wife in particular, but two, without a, a black woman by my side, right? I spent a lot of years doing black women wrong. Mm. How dare I decide to to find faith and, and find purpose and understand my value and then get that to a woman who, who, who to me, um, don't even truly understand the process it took for me to understand that I that I have value. So you're saying that if you were to marry a white woman, you would be giving her your best. Well, uh, well, that's what's because you got to give your wife your best, right? Mm. Because because this is true, they're going to endure your worst, right? And yeah. the, the hope of the process is that through their love and and that oneness, that you become the man you were meant to be, right? Word. Um, we Eve was a great gift to Adam. Right. She was a great gift. She completed him. There was an emptiness that exists in his loneliness. And through her and with her, he was able to, to, to walk through and find his great, his great potential. That was her intentions mm. when God gave him the gift. And unfortunately, um, you know, the whole story played out, but it didn't change the purpose. Right. It didn't change that a good woman does something f- to make a man a, a halfway decent person you know mm. what I'm saying so mm. I don't say that to say that um, simply the woman cannot have purpose outside of a man I'm saying her creative nature makes me better Yeah, that I can become the man that I'm meant to be and, and by proxy I don't think I could ever become the man I'm meant to be without my wife mm-hmm. so at the end of the day um, when you got a good woman that walk you through your insecurities that walk you through your unsureties and your shenanigans right or can pick Pick up the ball when you fail, right? I've mm. been in situations as much money as I've made since I've been home. There's been moments where I just ain't made no money. Mm. But some way, this woman finds her way to some change mm. to walk us through that time. And Word. she does it almost effortlessly mm. without thinking it. I don't got to go say, baby, we hurt and go figure it out. Somehow in the back of her mind, she knows. She knows when I'm hurting. Mm. She knows when I'm in trouble. And so I don't think I don't think a white woman can read that on me, mm-hmm. no matter what she say. What up, Karen? I see you. Um, that's so. Is there coming home? Uh huh. You know what I mean. Coming back to Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything in your mind that was like, yo, like I'm doing this for the culture? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, My success. Well, no, no, no. Getting married to a black woman. Like, yo, this is for the coach. Like, was that, is, mm. was there something that drove you? Like, was there any contrarian thoughts? Like, yo, I'm a black man in Portland. Yo, mm-hmm. I got to get married to a black woman. Or was it just no, a natural? No, it was natural because, because, again, I've never even considered marrying a white woman. Yeah. That's the thing about it. And I was a wild boy. Don't get it wrong. I didn't have an understanding of black value back then. Right. But one thing I knew is I loved my mom and I thought my mom was dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so for me, um, just that information alone made me feel like that when I finally got it together, I'm going to give a woman like my mom a hell of a husband. Mm. 
because my dad didn't have what it takes to give it to her. So when it comes to faithfulness and not laying with other women and betraying that trust between me and my wife, um, you know, those things are not optional at this stage in my life Mm. simply because I value her in such a way, right? See, the the lie is, brother, is that somehow um, we could disconnect. Me and my wife can be on this total separate path, and somehow we're going to end up at the same place and figure it out. No, we've chosen mm-hmm. to say we're going to come through this process together. So for me, um, coming home, I didn't I didn't necessarily think I'm gonna I'm gonna be married to a black woman because the culture needs it. I understood we need it, but mm-hmm. I think that we need strong, faithful men, mm-hmm. whether that's in the home with a black wife or even outside of the home being a good dad. Yeah. So that was the bigger picture to me. Mm-hmm. When it comes to my culture, I want to be the type of man that that people can look at in, in my circles and in my culture and say, Boog is dope. Boog is doing the things he's supposed to do. And if I could pull that off, then by proxy, I bring value back to the black man in the way that it should, right? And we we stop saying, you know, when, when black women stop saying me and my babies don't need that nigga, then I think we're on our way to some good stuff in our culture. When they start saying that my husband matters and, and they father matter, we do need him. Right. We need him around. We need him to teach our sons how to be man. We need him to exemplify manliness and masculinity to our daughter so that they can pick good men. Then I think that if I can help pull that off just in a couple lives, they can look at me and say, man, if if that's what a black man is supposed to be doing, then my kids need a good black man. Then I pull it off, at least culturally speaking. But I would have never married a white woman. And that's not to devalue a white woman, but because I understand the value of a black woman. Mm-hmm. That's real. When I when I think of this question, when, when y'all proposed it, I was just like, it's never, it's, it's not something that I think about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be <clears throat> honest, like, but what I what I did think about, I've always thought about this growing up. Okay. At the end of the day, my top preference mm-hmm. would be a black woman. Right. Hands down. Right. Without question. Not to say that I, I, I couldn't get married to anyone else. Right. But because of the cultural reasons, you know what I mean? Like, they just, like you said, they understand. You know, they can hold us down in any situation. Right. We don't have to explain anything. You right. know what I mean? I get it. But also, one thing that I thought about, bro, mm-hmm. was my kids. Right. 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 You Heavy. know what I mean? I want my kids to resemble me. Yeah, straight up, Without and question. that's no knock to, but that's just like I want, I want my kids to easily identifiably like identify right. with me. Right. You know I don't what want I mean? that necessary struggle for them, right? To I don't want that struggle for them. Doing. I know you're exactly. a little black baby. Yeah, right, and that's not the knock black baby of mixed races. I yeah. understand what you're saying, but there, but there is a struggle, oh, and, yeah, and, and and it's real, you know. And so, and also, what I always thought about from the beginning mm-hmm. was like. I want them to get them slave jeans. Right, right. right. And when I say slave right, jeans, right, I'm not right. saying it in a bad way. I'm no. saying I want you to get the ultimate muscular build. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Because right. uh, to be honest, you like want they, that selective breeding. Nano. I want that selective right. breeding. <laughs> right. I want you to have the maximum right. athletic ability. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know no what I mean? Question. When you run track, you if you, you know you from one of the. Slave America, Jamaica, right. you're gonna be right. the fastest. Transatlantic slavery, right? When yes. you when you come through when your forefathers come through that if process. You, if you survive that and your genes are strong, you trace back to them folks. Right. You're gonna be you're gonna have you're gonna be superiorly 
athletic. Right, you're gonna be a beast. I yeah. mean, that's that's just, just you're gonna, you gonna be born a beast. Right, right. That's just you know that, that, that that selective breeding and that transatlantic process. And to now, yeah, I I yeah. never. That's interesting because I it's rarely man that's willing to say like I wanted my sons to just dominate. I want them to be monsters because we know that there's great athletes, mixed brothers that have great athleticism. Yeah, no doubt. But but we also know that there is something studly, right? Talk mm-hmm. about selective breeding. Yeah. There's something studly that comes through a black young black man who has a black father and a black mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, jumping, running, you know what I mean? Those I'm, things like, I'm talking about slave, right. slavery, like, right. to... That process. Straight up, I'm not talking about black from anywhere else. Like no, 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 I'm, no, no. Well, I'm talking well, about. Well, don't get me. Don't even get me started on what I think black means. And oh yeah, we that, can, that doesn't even apply. To I, the only reason people. why the only reason why I use that term for clarity is is for clarity. No, I'm talking about we, black. I'm I'm not opposed to the term. I'm saying that when I say black, I'm talking about them folks that come through the transatlantic. Right. I don't yeah, mean me black. I don't mean because you're African or, exactly. or stuff like that. I mean the transatlantic process. So for, for I'm with you say, there for clarity's sake. Word. Word. Yeah, but I, I wanted those jeans. Right. I was like, man, that's just like, <laughs> right. who would I be to rob my son of that? The chance, right? Right. To just to reach, to reach the top, great, you know? Because right? <laughs> right. we got that. Right. So that was like that was that was a big deal to me. You know what I mean? But um, but just naturally, man. Like I just, I mean, why would you not love a black woman, man? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I. I... I, don't, I just don't know, but but well, we talk not to right. We mm-hmm. we we talk anytime a black man uh, literally say I I won't marry a black woman or love a black woman, you know, and you but it's also, slavery. But also, but let's go back to the predominantly white because that's right. that's where it's an issue, right? To to be honest, so right. like if let's say let's say it's some brothers that you know here, uh-huh. you you know some, I right. know some brothers that you know here right. that will not date black women, right? That live in Portland, right? Probably from Portland. Right now, if you take that brother mm-hmm. and place him in Houston, Texas, right? You place him in Atlanta, Georgia, right? You place him in a predominantly black state right. or black space. I don't believe. Do you believe that that person would have the same sentiment? Do you think he would be white girl? You know, you know I, I I look at it like this, man. Um, and I'm gonna use an extreme example, right? It might not be, com- but but can a pedophile stop being attracted to children? Right when you oh. when you've breaking through, oh. and I, I use an extreme only to make a point. I'm okay. not comparing it to paraphernalia. Okay. What I'm saying is, is once you gain a likeness for something, and you tear down certain things in order to gain that night likeness, mm. what does it take to get rid of that? So mm. a brother in Houston, if he's already decided that the natural things that might draw you draw you to a black woman, he's decided that he's already turned those things down and got rid of. Mm-hmm. Then why does being in Houston change that for him? There's still I'll tell white you why. women there. I'll tell you why. Why? I'll tell you why. I I I do not believe that a brother that's here that grew up in Portland mm-hmm. that say all he messed with is white mm-hmm. girls. I think if he went to the South, right, he would not say that. Why? For one, it wouldn't be a lot around. So I think it's, it's part of it is because you've been socialized right. and you've grown up in a predominantly white space. Right. So because you've been exposed to that, that's the best of what you've seen to right. this point in your life. Right. Because all the black girls is all common to you. You right. know them all. Right. And you dated them all. Right. Or your cousin if or your dating, family. But or, if he's dated them all. Or if even if you haven't dated them all, right. you know all their business. 
So everybody's common. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? But the white girls is brand new. Right. And there's so many of them. Right. But I believe every I believe every black man wants a black woman. I, I believe that deep down inside, yeah. bro. And it, it takes a lot to be able to to, to reject because like there are so many You're making my point though. But look, it, there's so many beautiful black women in, in the South. Right. You wouldn't even think about white women because black women supersede white women but that much when it comes to beauty. There's so many beautiful black women here. It's not. It's not as important. I'm from Chicago, man. Okay. You meet out of state dudes, and they say they're they've seen That's some real. of the most beautiful women in Portland, Oregon. No, we do have seen. the most. When our we had a lot of girls that went to Texas Southern University, mm-hmm. Houston from Portland. That was my my age. Everybody from the South said we had the prettiest girls. There's Without question. Hands down. But what I'm saying is, to us, right. it wasn't that pretty because we knew them. Right. They common. With them. They, they common. To, to, right. They common. They common. That's what I'm saying. So there's okay. a commonness. Well. Well, listen. You made a point. You you believe every black man, organically, um, organically should want a black woman, right? Right. But something happens yep. where they decide they don't want a black woman. No when more. you when you live in a predominantly white space, it, yeah, that's the reason. Is that every reason? Is and, it? But is that's it, that's what we're talking about right now. Marrying yeah. a black woman in a predominantly white city, like what is that like? Yeah, I, I guess to your point, I just wonder if that's the reason why. Then we have to ask ourselves why is it simply because there's more white women here yes. that they grow it, or is it TV? Is it culture? Is it taught? Is it hate for black for their mamas? Is it? Is it? Is I don't it, think they hate them. Well, listen, I'm gonna tell you this: most black men grow up, and they're taught that black women almost don't hold the same value as mm. white women, right? Because mm. you don't grow up talking to particularly calling white women out their name. You watch your daddy and them disrespect black women for the most part. In you music. watch them in music, yep. in television, right? Mm-hmm. Black women are devalued. So sometimes, to me, a lot of that I ain't messing with black women comes from learned behavior. Somewhere you decided that a white woman, all the shenanigans in the world, I don't know how, but I don't know how people like kids either. You decided that <laughs> you're going to um to to decide that your mom and them don't hold the same value because I don't care what you say. The minute a black girl ain't worth nothing to you, your mom ain't worth nothing. And you and you can say you love your mama all you want, but your mama was black before she was your mama. So there's some hate. Now I agree. Now when you talk about even culture when it comes to what you perceive as beauty, right? We're flooded with images of beautiful white women, right? Mm-hmm. And what what joy? Why does the the rappers and the hoopers all seem to eventually gravitate towards these white women when they marrying and shacking down, right? Mm-hmm. What does this white woman bring to the table? So if I see wealth and I see black men succeeding and next to them is a white woman, do I subconsciously take that information and begin to say, well, if I want success and wealth, eventually that's led through a white woman. I don't know. Or you can be right. It can it be dominant. I mean, it is, it's a, it's a power. Whatever it is. I mean, you make a good point. Whatever it is, maybe the, the, the balance of some, uh, some, uh, some consistent difference in a Southern place. Me and my wife was just in Atlanta. I was odd. I hadn't seen so many black people in so long. I was odd. 
mm-hmm. by the amount of black people that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's what a lot of brothers need is they need to see a level of variety. But you still got to deal with ever taught you that a white woman had more value. You got to deal with that because it ain't like they still secret. Eventually, you would deal with that. I got and I'll give you another stream. I did time. A lot of brothers get in, get in the penitentiary and start practicing homosexuality and get home, get back with these sisters. And then they wondering why they catching them practicing homosexuality. They did that stuff in the penitentiary. Mm. I don't think it goes away simply because you with a woman now. Mm. For some reason, you still find them sneaking off and laying with men because they built up some type of sexuality to, in connection with men during a stint to where that desire still lays within them. So I believe even if the black man began to then date and lay with a black, black woman, you have to ask yourself how long before that built up desire for a white woman starts to come out. So I think we still have to deal with that even if he does decide to love on his women. So you think it's a it's a deeper thing. It's not just lack of options. You think it's like uh-huh. Self, yeah. Well, self hate. My maybe. thought is still relative. I, I no. I, I mean, it, it. I think it is. I think yeah. it's learned behavior, taught behavior. I don't. My. I tell my sons, um, especially because the Messiah tells us to love people and treat all people with kindness. But I encourage them mm-hmm. to find a good black woman. I didn't. I'm not putting my life blood, sweat, and tears into my sons so that they can go give it to a white woman. When there's a lot of beautiful black women that deserve to be loved by them. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Word. Just need and deserve to be loved by black men. I'm not a separatist by no means. I believe that we all can breed. I believe even the construct constructs of race is was for financial gain through white society. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I am a black man. And I would love for my black sons to bring home a black queen to to love on her and tend to her and that they walk through um, God's journey together. Word. And so, but if, but if not, then I, as a parent have to, have to still find a, a certain level of love for my daughter-in-law, because again, I'm breeding sons to, to have wives, not to just lay up with people. So Word. I'm always going to talk that talk because my desire for them is to have wives and, and to raise families under that construct. Yeah. So, so what do we say? What, what type of conversation do we have um, what direction do we go? You know, when we talk to the brothers that say you only only mess with white girls, bro. These black girls, they they obsolete. You know what I mean? I, t- I told you I had this conversation, man, and I just I just don't know if if what it takes to deal with the information that convinces you that your mama. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying your mama because I want them to really think about what they saying out of their mouths. Because if a black woman ain't ain't valuable your mama's a black woman so you can try that it ain't a black about black women blase blase whatever you know what i'm saying um and and i just i'm not attracted to them right that's what a lot of people say i'm not attracted to black women that's for the birds black women are beautiful just like you said come on man you got to be attracted whatever got you thinking that a black woman ain't worth your time your mom ain't worth nobody time mm. so you still got to deal with that i just you know, my, I love my mama. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so by proxy, when my wife began to show certain traits that, that I seen in my mom that I loved, it was like she had her one. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. go get it, that fight through the adversity when she confided in some of the things that she had been through as a young woman. And I can relate that to my mom's struggle. Mm-hmm. Um then, you know, I just loved on her. But I don't know what them brothers going to do. I don't know how to approach it. I just shoot straight with them. Hey, um, at the same time, you know, you guys got to decide why you don't like black women. 
and deal with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what it takes to this. I've, I've been looking at black women my whole life, man. That they, <laughs> they are dope. They're so versatile. Oh, there you go. There oh, goes Paul, Paul Henry Grace III. Okay, okay, welcome. All, all I see is teeth. All, all I, I see, see is teeth, <laughs> brother. You got to get the light going the other direction, brother. See us. There you go. Can you put on a shirt? You ain't got no shirt on, bro. You see, that's what I was saying about this, brother. Put on the shirt, brother. Come on. You classless. You thank don't you, got no thank you for turning the light on, bro. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Paul, I don't know. Maybe Paul Henry Grice can tell us, man. Paul what, might be able to tell us, man. What? We, we want to know. How do we begin a conversation with black men who do not think that they should date black women? Crickets. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I actually have a brother. I mean, I, um, I was hearing something that you were saying look, about, about your mama. Like, you talk about your mama. You know, I want that to be clear. I'm talking about your mama. <laughs> 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 you know, I guess I can't bring one home. Right. But, uh, my brother dates nothing. I ain't gonna say he dates nothing but him, but my brother dates nothing but white girls. Right. So uh, I can I can understand that concept. Right. Of being told something and then being shown something else. Right. right? Right. Bars. <laughs> Bars. So much false love has no color. Don't label it. All right, what you got to say about that? This is this is this is what I'm talking about. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about marrying a black man having an issue with marrying or dating a black woman. 
and the response becomes whether or not I can label love. Mm-hmm. We're in a whole culture of people that's defining and redefining love. Yet the pe- that there's an issue with me because I say a black man should seek a black woman, love her, and tend to her. Mm-hmm. When I continue to say that ain't to say you a black man can't love a white woman, mm-hmm. but I don't believe a white woman can bring the same thing to the table in a in a in black America that a sister can. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about labeling love, I haven't labeled love. For most people, love is some emotional shenanigans anyway for me love is the process of how you deal with people the sacrificial things you do for people and willing mm-hmm. to put them before yourself so if you're talking about some emotion okay i won't label it if you're talking mm-hmm. about an emotion you can have an emotion with a dog people say they love but also, their dog also at the end of the day what you're saying what sarah is saying it's all true because it's all an individual it's all a personal type of thing you know love what I mean? is relative so, i guess so i have my own suggestion about right. what i think how things should go right. you have your own suggestion right. about how you think sarah has her own suggestion right. so everybody's nobody's wrong and nobody's trying to tell anyone else how to think but this is just right. our viewpoint on well, this topic well fortunately sarah i mean at the end of the day any anybody who don't see the, the necessity for black men to love black women, women, I think, can miss the point of our whole conversation. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, it's not a matter of who you love and who you don't love, but why? Excuse me. Why? Why don't a black man want to date a white woman? I mean, a black woman. Right. Why? And also, so Sarah, to to clarify, are you saying like we shouldn't say that a black man should love a black woman? Or are you saying that we shouldn't have anything to say about anybody dating outside their race, especially when it comes to black and white? And you, we'll we'll keep going as she types her. Response. What's that right there? Huh? That is somebody from Seattle saying they was was in the household. That's my wife. What's she talking about? <laughs> What's the noble say? That's my wife. She said the problem is when you decide not to label love, you have people like pedophiles. Oh, she's talking about labeling love. Oh, that's it. What's up? Queen, making him get off. <laughs> you gotta get off. <laughs> bye, 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 Paul. Here, guys, at third. Peace out, brother. So I, I love you too, brother. See, so 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 Sarah is saying love is love. Sonoba is saying when you decide not to label love, you have pedophile. Yeah, people like pedophiles um, that say that they can love children. You can't tell them apart. You can't right. tell them they can't. Right. If you, so, if you so, can't label it. So basically, so, my wife' point is is that if love don't if love doesn't have a a definition or understanding, yeah. if it's all about your emotion, then pedophiles can say that I can love a child and the mm. child can love me back. So love is love is a slippery slope. It is, and and but it's a reality of a slippery slope. The moment the moment love don't have a parameter, mm. right? The the long the moment it's undefinable, right? The, is the moment people can decide 
decide that their their emotions can can has to their love has to be protected because it's their love. Just mm-hmm. like Sonova said, at the end of the day, you look pedophiles are in the Supreme Courts. They're in our, they're in the legislation demanding the right to lay with children mm-hmm. because they love them. Mm-hmm. So this whole love is love thing, it sounds good when your heart is into it and when you when you think that by saying it you making some grand unarguable point. But understand, people say they love animals that they sleeping with. Mm-hmm. People are are states in our country still allow bestiality. You know, mm. there are states. Look it up. I'm not making this up. So, all due respect to Sarah, that's fine. That's how you interpret it. Hey, we can't knock you. But for me and my family, um, love love does have um, love does make sense. It is about action, and it's not an emotion. So, I, if I tell my wife I love her and I keep cheating on her, but I'm buying her things, do I love her? Mm. You can see a, mm. a woman might say no. No, because you're mistreating her. I'm going to say I have an emotional connection to my wife that I don't share with anybody else. So, yes, I do love her. So, if that's the parameters of love, everybody's in trouble. And that is the parameters of love in this world. And that's why everybody everybody's in trouble. As for me, I love Sonoba Hayes. Mm-hmm. I don't beat her. I don't mistreat her. I don't cheat on her. Mm-hmm. And that love is expressed. If you love me, then you do certain things. Right. And so my love is expressed in the way that I treat her and my kindness and my love to her and not an emotional feeling. So that's just that's just my position. And that's why I ain't mistreating her and cheating on her. And I ain't at, I ain't at the strip club every day spending my money on strippers because I love my wife. Obviously, use your common sense, your intuition. Be cautious. I get where you're coming from. So she, she well, thank you, that. sweetie. But yeah. I, I'm with Appreciate you too. You, I, I think, yeah, I think it's a. I, I understand the subject of of racism is 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 a is a is a deep thing. I, I, mm. I get it in the subject of race relations and intimacy. But I just believe that 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 sisters. Then, then, you know, the sisters just need to just get loved by good black man. Mm-hmm. And anytime a black man is saying he won't date a sister because she's a sister, we are in trouble. That man it's is in trouble. So that that's more the subject here. Yeah, and that's and that's and I don't have any problem with interracial. Yeah, right? that, don't misunderstand yeah. me. I'm not going around saying um, it's an abomination. Right, we're all no. human yeah. beings. It happens. But I'm saying after all. Uh, Four hundred years of of, of mess, mm-hmm. five six hundred years of garbage. I'm saying that the black man to rebuild black families need to have a conscious attention to a black woman. Mm-hmm. They need to seek to build healthy relationships with black women and bring up healthy young black people so that our our people are in trouble. I don't it's, don't the don't. unfortunate part about it is that we have to respond to a problem like they're like this this shouldn't even be an issue but it is but it is an issue it is an issue um now i i will say on the flip side of that coin thank you i don't i don't think we should even we we just shouldn't even have to have this conversation right we shouldn't have to look yo you need to marry a black woman because ain't enough right ain't enough brothers married that's too bad that's that's bad right you know you don't want to coerce nobody Right. To get married to someone that they don't want to be right. with, but what I think the heart of what we're getting at is the self hate aspect. Why don't you like black women? Not right. that you like white women, yeah. but why don't, why don't you, you like, like black, black women? women? Yeah. We, we, and so, and so we want cats to check their heart and check what well, like is it a self hatred problem? Right. And if that's and, what, and, and like you said, where are you getting because you seen Kobe Bryant or because right. you seen whoever everybody else, you know mostly. Kanye West, right, right. Travis right. Scott, whoever you right. just keep naming them, you know right. what I mean? Whoever you look up to and you right. see them with a white woman, 
Is that why you don't want to be with a black right. woman? Is it bad me? information? Right? Is it bad yeah. information? So, yeah. right, that's what we're dealing with here. I don't listen. Don't misunderstand me. I got mixed cousins and little cousins that I love to death. They're young black people. Mm-hmm. But eventually, if a man hate black women when he has a little black mixed baby, mm-hmm. that will trickle down to his daughter. I don't care what people say. Because something, see, when I look at my little black babies, mm. I I don't have an inkling of of self hate towards black people. So mm. there can be no trickle down of mistreatment and hatred, right? Mm. I don't try to force them to be not black women. So mm. when they look at their mamas and their aunties and they and and the sass and the attitude that come through blackness, the process of blackness, not nah, I'm not going to deter them. You you're bound to tell your little black baby not to act like a black woman. Maybe I'm wrong, but I can say it's hard to tell fully black kids, black men who got some black hate that they're not eventually going to say that to their daughter. So generally, if you have some black hate towards black women, it will trickle down to your daughter. That's just my um, personal opinion. I just believe she'll she'll probably eventually feel that or get that information mm-hmm. um, and eventually she probably won't be encouraged to, to date or lay with a black man so mm-hmm. you have a cycle of hatred quite possibly where again to your point it it shouldn't have to be a conversation I'm less interested in why you like white women than I am and why you don't like black women right that's that's the conversation right so so we got to get to the root of that yeah self-hate. that's the issue yeah so man that's deep that's that's opening up a whole nother can of worms. I don't even know how to attack it. Heavy. It's Willie heavy. Lynch and all that. We we can do that conversations. We can do that process for hours, right? Yeah. Why black yeah. man? You know, were we taught? Is it learned behavior? And did, is it continued? So this this is where I want to go with it. Okay. Oh, now I wish we had a black woman in present. this conversation oh, present be because we really need. Because I don't like speaking for anybody. Right. But let's. I can't so, speak for. A black so let woman. me let me just lay out this scenario mm-hmm. that we have all heard. Niggas ain't. Right. 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 You know what I mean. Right. So we so we hear that. Right. Go and, get me and, a white man. And so it so <laughs> on both sides. So there's this adversarial mm-hmm. nature between the black man and, and the black, black woman. woman. Right. Get a black and, and then and and then if you know I ain't I ain't messing with it no more I'm, I'm I'm gonna get me a wife I ain't messing with no more I'm gonna get me a yeah do you do you do you have you ever heard a Hispanic woman say I ain't never messed no. with no more Hispanic dudes have no. you ever heard a white girl say you know what after a bad relationship no. I'm done with white guys no. now maybe no. some no she because there, there are some that do like black right dudes. but mm-hmm. she might mess with a black dude and say I like black dudes yeah. that's a little different but I've never been anywhere in a but white we gotta attack like we gotta attack the issue of why is it that we are so quick after one or two bad relationships mm-hmm. to write off our own culture like we gotta understand the sickness right that's going on in our community right. bro. like that well, is it's literally sick bro well, listen, you know, I always say this to my wife. You, 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 you know, you get what you ask for. If, if black women is at the first of all, black women is at the clubs looking for a guy for your husband. You at the wrong place. Right. So at the end of the day, there's a, I'll just say that to say there's an information issue. Right. Okay. Usually when there's when you getting when you're picking certain type of man, it's because you have bad information about what it takes to get a good man. Right. Mm. So if you at the club looking for a God fearing husband, somebody gave you bad information. If you're at church looking for a writer, somebody gave you bad information. Mm. Right. At the end of the day, where are you picking them from? So when, when but also. So let's play Do, uh, Donald Trump's advocate. Okay. Let's say you go to church. Mm hmm. And you find 
that brother who mm-hmm. you think is a God fearing mm-hmm. man, but then he is up in the club, right? Right. And he's not living. Do you walk away? So bad information tell you to write it out with him, and girl, he'll get it together. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, my wife. But then, waited. But then you don't want to give up on that black man. See, that's let me t- let me tell you. You're not giving you're not giving up on black men, but you might <laughs> give up on that black man. You know what I'm saying? Why? I'll not tell, all of us. Just yeah. Just, him. just, just I him. tell my wife all the time, like. <laughs> At the end of the day, white people do this. When white people make a bad um, investment, mm-hmm. they're okay with chopping up the bad investment and writing it off, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, black people do too, but culturally speaking, right. we will take a bad buy, a car we bought, mm-hmm. and it's a bad car. We bought $1,500 on this car. Mm-hmm. Then we start investing badly in the car. We start mm. putting $1,000 beat systems in there with TVs and beats, right? Now, my system hold, dang near holds just as much as value as a car, mm-hmm. right? Then the car breaks down. I need a new transmission. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to invest the transmission into the car. Now, one transmission and one system is more valuable than a car. Mm-hmm. Then, um, the rotor mess up, right? So, you got all these things that says that this car was a bad buy to wash your hands with the car and then allow the car to be, right? You got all these, but we don't. We keep trying to make the car something that the car is not. It's a piece of junk. Okay. So, black man. If a black man don't have the proper information to be a good black man to a, any woman, let's just, for mm-hmm. the sake of shifting, just a good black man to a woman, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the sake of argument, Word. then when you notice those tendencies and behavior, can you wash your hands with a bad investment? That's not to devalue that, brother. That's to say that you don't have the things that I need to, to that I'm what that that my investment is worth. Mm-hmm. You're a bad vehicle right mm-hmm. now. It so, was a bad buy. So if that if that ninety one Pontiac Sunfire <laughs> broke down, then yeah. that means you ain't never gonna get a Pontiac ever again because they all gonna break down. Is, is that what you're saying? No, no. That that means that ninety one Pontiac broke down. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what people say. I people say I don't never want a Pontiac again. Ever again. As if Rolls Royces ain't sitting in tow yards. You right. feel what I'm saying? Right. So. I don't want a Pontiac now. Yeah. No, no, no. That was a bad Pontiac. So you have to be able to look at the brothers as assistants and say, okay, I met this man in a situation where I should find a good man at, right? Mm-hmm. And he wasn't a good man. Mm-hmm. It was a bad buy. Right now, he don't have the information to be a good man. Mm-hmm. And until he does, I have to say, okay. And be comfortable with saying, maybe he never becomes the good man for me. Word. You gonna get what you seek out let me let me defend man for 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 a second this whole delusion that every black woman is a good woman that's a lie they're not all just like they mm. got we got bad information they got bad information the 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 promiscuous man is demonized but he's sleeping with somebody mm. no he's sleeping with all these sisters why are they laying with him mm. You feel what I'm saying? So stop pedestalling. Don't don't make her bad information and actions better than his. But she's sleeping with him. He's practicing those bad habits with somebody. Mm-hmm. Or multiple people. Mm-hmm. They know, yet they keep laying with him. Mm-hmm. Because they're delusional enough to believe that out of all the beautiful black women in the world, they're going to make him something he don't want to be. Mm. 
And that's bad information. You didn't create him and you didn't create the problem that's lying to him that make him mistreat black women. What make you think you going to fix it? Mm. First of all, it's God's responsibility because he created them. And secondly, if some if some man has the opportunity as whoever human, they they must be honest about the fact that they caused the problem. You understand what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, um, trying to fix people is a bad business to be in, man. It's a bad investment. So if you run into a black man and you think he's a good man and he he you y'all get into an argument and he put his hands around your throat. No, no, no. He got bad information. Mm-hmm. Walk away. Mm-hmm. I don't care how long you've been with him. He put his hands around your throat. He got some bad information that right now can't make him a good man to you. Mm-hmm. Walk away. Pray for the brother. You know what I'm saying? And then hope that once he gets another beautiful woman, um, that he'll have better information and not put his hands around her throat. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Word. So, no, I don't think you you, you disavow the brother because he, he might not be. But he might not be for you. Everybody think every time their emotions <laughs> get involved that I used to have people all the time talking about God. God told me that Boogie my husband. Well, I'm Sonoba's husband. So if God told you that, either God was wrong or you had some bad information. Right. So let's let's give some constructive information. Okay. Some constructive information as far as what to look for. Like how do you know someone is marriage material as as a man? You know what I mean? I'll I'll go first mm-hmm. and Please. say and I will say women Mm-hmm. When you're looking for a good man, mm-hmm. looking for a husband, mm-hmm. it almost goes without saying, but I'll say it: his character is everything. Yeah, <laughs> his his character. I mean, I mean, you you really have to judge a man's character. I know everybody's not everybody, but a lot of people talk about where he's at financially. Right. You know, at the at the time that you meet him. Right. Which may not or probably will not be where he will be five or ten years from now but like so you you can't judge based off of oh does he have a car does he have right. a good job does he this does he that how much does he make did he go to boy what is his character like right you know and so if you if you can judge his character and you can find out what type of person he is then all of that all the other stuff can come later right well, you, yeah, you might have some money. The woman might be the breadwinner. Right, she know. might go get it. She might go you know get what it. You yeah. Which is a beautiful thing for the record. And the Bible isn't against it. I just want to, for anybody that misunderstands scripture, if you make more money than your husband, it's a blessing for him and your family. Man, that's a blessing. He, he should really find great joy. I ain't need the Bible to tell me that. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Right, because you don't. You ain't got to right. examine scripture yeah. to know that a woman that can get it is a, is a blessing to right. her husband that's and real. really the culture around her. That's real. You know, she's a boss. Yeah, man. But what would you say, man? Um, piece of advice. Again, so my my constructive piece of advice would simply be, know what you want. Mm-hmm. Be honest about it. Yeah. And then if he's not what you want or she's not what you want, be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody don't want a church going man or 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 a man that's involved at the local mosque, right? Everybody don't want that. Mm-hmm. If you're a Muslim woman, there's a chance a Christian man cannot fulfill who you are and what you desire in life, and vice versa. Strong chance, right? Well, yeah, it's almost amazingly strong chance because yeah. he won't meet the criteria that you have. So I would say, be honest with yourself. And the the moment that man 
not makes a mistake or ain't perfect. The moment he shows you or that woman shows you that that type of person, the opposite of the type of person you're looking for, just be okay with saying, hey, we might not make it. Because it's going to get hard no matter what. You got two human beings that's trying to make this thing work. You're going through it regardless. So if you don't have no common ground and this person don't at least bring your desires to the table, then you're in trouble. Especially when it get hard. Mm -hmm. And it's going to get hard, brother. Ain't no doubt about that. You know what I'm saying? So just be honest with yourself and don't don't lead people on. You know, if you're a man and you're not ready to be in a long-term relationship or marriage, don't go messing with a woman who clearly wants to be married. Mm. And if he's showing you he don't want to get married, don't invest your time and your heart into him mm. because you're not going to make him something. He don't, the, the TV is just a lot of us every goddamn day as if that one kiss going to change everything about that who a person kiss. happily ever after. <laughs> Nobody talking about two years later when they get rough. You know what I'm saying? So it's delusional, man. Know, know what you want. You know, my partner used to always say, I like who like me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If a person don't like you, they tell you they don't like you, believe them. That's real. Don't try to don't try to convince them. Yeah, you do like me. I, hey, I told you I don't like you. You ain't my type. That's be real. okay with that. Got to be okay with yeah. that. You can't you can't change a man. No, no, no. You ain't meant to. You ain't it's meant not to. gonna happen. You're not meant to. And and again, I get back to Eve, brother. She was <laughs> created to to bring um some some real um fulfillingness to this character right this dude who woke up got god in his space he walks with god every day Mm -hmm. and it still ain't enough ain't it a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. to realize that even when a man walks perfectly with god that only a woman Mm -hmm. can bring fulfillment to the table that's deep right you see what i'm saying and so at the end of the day it is not a devaluing of eve she brought to something to adam that he didn't even feel like god can and if you ask me, that's a big value of the nature of a good woman yeah. is that even in the midst of God walking with you, there is still a void that only a good woman, only your rib can fill. Mm, so I'm excited that about that with my wife is that I walk with God, but there is only something Sonoba can fulfill in me. Mm. And I'm glad that I have her. And that's so, real. Um, that's a beautiful thing for me. That's real, man. Well, uh, let's wrap this up, man, okay. with the Fab Five. I give everybody these same five okay, questions. Let's go. You know what I mean? Let's get it. Since it's your first time. Okay, let's get it. We got to get it. So, Is this a fast thing? We, no. We no, no. You, you oh. got time. Okay. You got time. All right, let's walk it down. So, question number one. What artist or album made you fall in love with hip-hop? Um, That's heavy. Um, Nas. Mm-hmm. Um, Illmatic. Mm. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, got it. I, I mean, it's just, it, it made me feel like the wordplay of hip-hop was amazing. And and I would say what re-made me fall in love with hip-hop is um, um, Black Album and mm. Get Rich and Die Trying. Mm. The Black Album. The Black Album today. was so grown. Right, it's so, so I think grown. I had this on the last episode. So what's your favorite song of the Black Album? Um... Um, it's been so long since so I'm so busy. I don't even listen to music like I used to. Yeah. Um, the song where he was talking about getting pulled over by the police officer. 
Oh, Got Nine Nine Problems? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that is an amazing song. That we, storytelling was cold. It was right amazing. Yeah. Please don't please don't let the hook um make you feel right. yourself and you miss miss the wordplay of this, word this play, genius like the, and, and breaking down understanding his legal rights and despite what mm-hmm. was in the trunk, I'm not just opening it up for you because I understand you can't legally search my Can't yeah, you? No, yeah. because I know my I ain't no lawyer or nothing. Yeah. Whether you're a lawyer or something, nope. Yeah just no more right so yeah. i think that 99 problems was heavy it was um it definitely was. And, and um get rich and die trying i mean uh mini man was like a mm. you know um that was a classic for me especially during that point in my life because i was delusional enough to believe everybody was trying to get me anyway <laughs> um but yeah yeah them nauseamatic i fell in love with hip-hop and um right. And get rich and die trying in the black album. I was grown, and um, mm. and it, it it was kind of a balance for me. Yeah, that's dope. Question number two: Is there a movie that has affected your outlook on life? <sighs> Dirty Dancing, man. Dirty Dancing made me a hopeless romantic, man. Bro, I'm I just, did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being solid, this man. Is you want me to drink like dancing. a belly or something? Yo, no, man. I mean, like, hey, no, man. Each, go, yo, all right. No, so no, tell no, me dirty why dancing. Dirty Dancing affected your outlook Because it life. just, first of all, I didn't realize back then that she was a kid, right? Because I was, I didn't really understand that plot in Dirty Dancing mm. that she was like 14 in the movie, oh, wow. technically, and he was grown. Okay. Explains a lot, but it was just... It was a hopeless romantic. A and, love and, is love, right, right, exactly, right. <laughs> the shenanigans. But for me, Dirty Dancing was about the conflict of the process. And I and I and I kinda hung on to that there would be some conflict. But but the hope is that through that conflict you will find that person that, that will dance through life with you and that, that you can meet that common place where you know he danced and, and she didn't but she grew a love when dancing that camaraderie that mm. they shared ultimately connected them and um and just that playing field together as a woman as a man i just mm. fell in love with that hopeless romantic process y'all i never watched that movie from beginning to end yeah i definitely need to watch that you should it's heavy yeah yeah um, Nobody what? make babies sit in a wall in the corner and whatever he says. It's been a long time since I watched it too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, so question number three: When you start to feel overwhelmed, how do you de-stress? Um. Well, you know, I spent a lot of years um, de-stressing through pornography, mm. um, and had to learn, especially when I came into faith. I had to learn that it was not a legitimate way to deal with it because like a drug or anything else is momentary. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, I kind of, I de-stress almost logically, right? I, mm-hmm. I talk to my wife about what I'm going through and then I kind of remember that, that Jesus tell us not to stress, right? Mm-hmm. And I ask myself why? And he kind of answered it because it changes nothing. And so for me, when I'm going through that, I definitely talk to the wife. She definitely is like an amazing ear for me to walk through that process. And then as I walk through it, I just remember that it stress is going to change nothing. Now, I could sit here up here and lie and say I'm so holy and righteous that I don't stress. That would be a lie. Mm-hmm. You know, lie number one for today. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I do especially as a business owner, as a husband, as a father. Um, I have an 18-year-old that's that's courting now. She's a sweetheart. And, and so I stress for that process for her. You know, mm. I stress that and hope that she finds a young man that loves her like I love her mom. Mm. And um, and I love the hell out of her mom. Mm. And so I, I definitely am a, 
a logical de-stressor. You know, I I don't use drugs. I've never smoked in my life, never drank in my life. And I definitely, um, I got shot and didn't want to take the pills. Stopped taking them after a couple days because I don't like the feeling of something controlling me. Mm. And so I don't have those things as an avenue um, for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm going through it, right? So for for me, I have to mentally walk that thing down through conversation and almost through meditation, through uh, understanding Jesus's point was simply that your stress will not change this moment. And so Personally, I do my work. Where rest. do you where do you grab that from? Um, that's uh, I can't quote it personally. I mean, you look through the Synoptic Gospels, you're gonna find that Jesus's words is all in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Right? I don't have it. I'm I'm a paraphraser of scripture. I mean, you, (laughs) I mean, I could, you know, I can give you a general sense where I'm getting it from, but but I'm my memory is so great. But I'll tell you, but like the do not worry, yeah, do not worry. Um, you know, because it changes nothing, it ain't gonna, you know, God knows every hair on your head, and stress ain't gonna change that. And and Google it, you know, what did Jesus? to say about stress right. they'll give you every scripture right. but but i rely on his words because they're not only are they spirit and they life but they're fundamental and they're real and you don't have to be a spiritual person to understand that stressing never fixes the situation that's real that's real question number four uh-huh. what book would you recommend for everyone to read right now um the case for christ the case for Christ I and the, the case for Christ I, I always I, I encourage people because of whether you whether you are a believer a, a atheist a Muslim a Buddhist um, Jesus is a subject you ain't avoiding Mm-mm. And I think it's so much negative press about the Bible, not particularly about him, but about the trustworthiness of Scripture. Mm-hmm. I think that if you are a Christian person, Hebrew Israelite, if you are a Muslim man or woman, if you're a Buddhist, if you're a Gnostic or atheist, the the subject of Jesus has came up. And so I think that um, Lee Strobel gives us a, a good layout um, of of the trustworthiness of the character, person, and nature of Christ, and I think that anybody um, should should put some energy um, into learning about the most controversial man ever it's to walk very, this earth. It would be very intellectually difficult mm-hmm. after reading that book. Yes, to come to a conclusion that right. Jesus never existed. Right, right, and that's the point. And that's, and that's right. one of those things where, like, when people make the argument, was well, it's even debatable that he even lived? Right. Who's I'm debating like, well, it? I'm like, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, yo, everybody talking about this mythical person, really, for centuries. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, it's more information that Jesus walked this earth than Abraham Lincoln. Yet y'all think he cared about freeing the slaves. And there's a lot of reasons. I mean, just historically speaking, we know that ain't the truth. We know that the South forced his hand immediately. The moment he was elected, they went and got at the North. And y'all championed him as a as a, as a freedom fighter for slavery. And we know that the South, the South had never forced his hand. We don't know what type of president he would be. Mm-hmm. He was elected in war, and he died at the end of it. We don't know what type of person he was. But Jesus, fortunately for us, there's a lot of different witnesses to his character and to his person. Mm-hmm. And those went then those characters a person is not challenged historically. No one has ever wrote a book that said they walked with him and he mistreated women and children. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, I, there's more information that tell me that the person and character of Christ was real and once walked this earth than it is definitely the character um, of Abraham Lincoln or even the person. Where yeah, once again that's Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. Heavy. Gotta um, read it. Care who you is, read it. Read that book, Case for Faith. Yeah, uh, both of them is dope. 
case for faith is heavy too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's see. Number five. Number five. Let's it. get it. So, with this question, is like it's, it's not something that you'll be around to enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. But what message do you want communicated at your eulogy? Oh, oh, that's I've been preaching this about Boogie a long time, man. Okay. Um, I want to be a great. I, I got I got a couple greats. A great man of God, mm-hmm. a great husband, a great father, and a great friend. And and the great man of God will always be connected to obeying his laws, mm-hmm. his commandments, and his statutes. Um, a great husband is directly connected to also being a great father, which is to say I want to be a great family man. I want my family to say that I was sacrificial, I was kind, and I was loving, but I knew how to use that rod when the time come. Mm-hmm. And a great friend is also connected to my community and culture. I want the people to say that he loved his people mm. for that he loved his people but he loved all people also but mm. first that he loved the people that his birth directly connected him to and then secondly because he's also human that he loved all people with patience and kindness and compassion and that he made himself available so if i can be a great man of god i can be a great family man and a great cultural man then i would say that if i can get three people from those um, positions to champion me as a as a great man then i say that it was a good situation my life was good Bro, you had that in the tuck. That's I'm really committed to that. Yeah, that's not even like I didn't like come off that with the dome. Like I've been preaching that about me Word. for for many many years. I okay. mean, before I came home, this is my goal. Yeah, to die like that mm. because you're going to die. Yeah. Everybody's dying, yeah. but who I am when I die. And and I mean, let's let's keep it real. Two or three hundred years from now, that won't even matter. You won't even be talking about me no more mm-hmm. unless I did something so great that they make a statue of me, which I'm not seeking. That well, two three hundred years, this podcast will still live. So, well, that means so, you're a great man, and that you means you're great, 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 great. You got, you got great, generations great that can listen to you. You know, well, what I, mean? I, I hope so because yeah. the good thing about this internet is once I run it in my mouth, people gonna hold me to it. Word. They come out of my mouth, they can hold me to it to end of time. Yeah, and I'm hoping it'll be great. I think you're a good man, and I think that you stay down. People gonna see that. Work. All Amen. right. Man, that's dope, man. So, um, how can how can folks get a hold of you, man? If they want to highlight, listen, man, it's it's simple. Hayes Electrical eighty three, H A Y E S Electrical eighty three. Um, you definitely can send me a message anytime you want. I'm I'm open to any dialogue and conversation. I don't even duck the beefs, man. I mean, I if you want to beef about anything I said, we can dialogue. We can talk about it. Um, let's do it in love and respect and compassion. But we can have definitely have those conversations. Man, um, whether that whether you need some electrical help, or at the end of the day, you need somebody to talk to, or you need to broach a subject that you feel like I can help you broach, or or vice versa, you got some good insight for me. Please contact me. Um, my family love the people, man. We're about the people, and so anything we can do, we will. Word, word. And uh, you can hit me up. My personal Instagram is Emmanuel since eighty five, and then for the show. On Instagram and Twitter is at SXSNDLS. So once again, this is the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. And next week, we will have Paul Henry Grice III yes, in the will. building with us. Right. There's no doubt about that. Right. So appreciate y'all for listening. Grace and peace. Yes, good news. That good news. I'm evidence. Oh, I gave you the truest me my truest speech true and deep from the 
Loosest leaves of my loose leaf, my flaws and all, see? I'm fragile, but by grace I am choosing peace over losing sleeping. I must say these sandals fit quite nicely over these crew release. Nike sacks, Birkenstocks, oh what a faux pas. Unmasked, unabashed, unashamed. Uh, hear the voice set up unacclaimed, yeah. Hear the voice set up unacclaimed. Maybe that's a taboo, maybe it's a fad, but maybe just in fact I was used to wearing bad shoes, uh. Nike socks, Birkenstocks, oh what a faux pas, unmasked, unabashed, unashamed, uh, hear the voice set up unacclaimed, yeah, hear the voice set up unacclaimed, maybe that's a taboo, maybe it's a fad, but maybe just in fact I was used to wearing bad shows. Bad shows.